there is no degree for hacking. Well, right now there is, but back then there wasn't. All my hacking experience, I use it every day. Uh, since I started at Odoo uh, as a developer at first, all the programming skills that I, I learned um, uh, when I was younger, I use it every day. One of the main attacks that you can see on the internet are phishing, which is a very hard task because it's a combination of technical skill, I would say, and uh, using social engineering. Hi, doers, and welcome for another Tech & Dev episode. Today, I have the pleasure of welcoming Tufik Benja, software developer at Odoo. With him, we'll discuss his quite a typical professional profile. We'll see how he uses it in daily life and, of course, how it positively impacts Odoo, both as a company and as a tool. Ready? Let's dive in. Hello, Tufik. Hello, Olivier. I'm really glad to have you here today. And it's actually been a while that we last saw each other, right? Yeah, exactly. How's it going? I'm fine in you. Oh, good, good. Yeah. I'm doing a podcast now, you know, uh, <laughs> things evolve uh, and a lot of new perspective in my yeah. career. It's good. Uh, <laughs> I see that, I see that. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, what are we going to talk about today exactly? What, what, are, what are you doing at Odoo? Could you tell people? So at Odoo, I'm working on the security team. And the security team is the team that is handling all the security side of Odoo, meaning the security on the development of the code, the security on the deployment, their security um, for our customer, and our own Odoo database that we use to manage the company. And your personal story is a bit special, I would say. Uh, so could you explain, could you tell people how you entered Odoo and why you are working on these kind of issues now? Uh, so, uh, my story is uh, very different than the no normal one, if I can say that. I never went to a university to learn programming mm -hmm. or anything else. I started on my own when I was 12. Mm -hmm. So, uh, I started to uh, learn development when I was uh, trying to make uh, uh, game mods for video games. So, mm -hmm. if you know, there is a GTA. Mm -hmm. There was uh, an online modification that allowed okay. you to play uh, with your friends. Mm -hmm. This modification allows you to uh, develop game modes. Mm -hmm. So you have to learn a, a language that is uh, pretty close to uh, the C. Mm -hmm. So uh, that's where I started. I started to learn this language. Programming okay, so you started with something pretty low level. Uh, it, it looks like a C, but uh, really it's uh, really high level. It's a scripting language. Okay. So that's where I started. I mixed uh, video games and uh, programming, which are two things that I love. Mm -hmm. On my own, learning programming from 12, switched to hacking when I was like 14 or 15. And what um, brought you to, to, to try some, some hacking? It was just for, for the experience of it? or Well, because um, the modification that uh, allowed to add multiplayer on GTS Andreas was not something uh, released by the video game editor. So mm -hmm. it was something made by amateurs. Mm -hmm. And um, at that time, with my uh, small knowledge on programming, I didn't understand how you can modify a software that you don't have the source mm -hmm, code. Mm -hmm. That's where I learned about um, reverse engineering. It's a way to uh, read the code of a binary that you don't have the source code. Mm -hmm. So could you maybe uh, explain very roughly how do you, how you get to do that? Because indeed for non-developers it might be a okay. bit confusing. Uh, how do you do that? Uh, yeah, how work? <laughs> I see. So uh, from there uh, I was wondering how you can modify a game without having the source code. Mm -hmm. That's where I learned about all, all that things. And uh, from there, uh, when you learn uh, reverse engineering, you start to uh, be interested on malwares, exploits, bugs, uh, anything that you can uh, use to hack a computer or a software. Mm -hmm. So from there, uh, I, I had the straight path to uh, hacking. Mm -hmm. 
which uh, which I went through uh, all my uh, young uh, <laughs> years, <laughs> young days, I would say. <laughs> <laughs> so from there, uh, doing hacks uh, mainly on a GTA game, mm -hmm. I became known on the community, made my name, made released a lot of tools, a lot of modification. So uh, when I was 21, went to the university to have a degree, mm -hmm. at least to have a job. Mm -hmm. On my on my head, I needed. Uh, a degree to uh, have a job. Mm -hmm. Went to university. Didn't like mm -hmm. it because it was far away from my home. I had to uh, to take a train for an hour and a half when it was at its best. <laughs> <laughs> um, going to university, learning things that I saw when I was like 12, 13. So mm -hmm. it was boring. After a year or two, two years, I stopped. Mm -hmm. So um, I started to um, to think about applying to a job. One of my friends on the community, on the GTA community, was working with Rockstar Games, the one that uh, the editor of the GTA uh, games. Okay. So um, he advised me to uh, to apply uh, to sure. this company. Mm -hmm. I did, uh, mainly with the goal to take the lowest job at, at programming because I don't have any degree to at least have a foot on the industry. Then uh, from there, go up, go up. Mm -hmm. Sure. So. Um, my my CV was mainly filled with uh, personal projects. Mm -hmm. All the projects were uh, around uh, the, the GTA games. Mm -hmm. So uh, when the editor received my CV and uh, looked at it, they saw that I have the potential to work on the security team uh, more than uh, the job for which I, I applied. Mm -hmm. So I, I have been contacted by the security team, made the interviews, uh, went all the through the, all the um, recruitment process until the end because I. I I have signed uh, a contract. I was uh, going to work for them. Okay. But uh, at this time, I would say that the political situation on the United States was not the best for foreigners that want mm -hmm. to work uh, on their country. Okay. So uh, I didn't have, they didn't give me the, the visa to work there. Mm -hmm. So uh, this plan was, uh, was over. <laughs> okay, um, just because you couldn't go into yeah, the country. Yeah, okay. exactly. I had to work in San Diego and mm -hmm. uh, I needed a visa. So it was not possible. Okay. From there, uh, my friend Denis, mm -hmm. working at Odoo, mm -hmm. which I um, I met on the GTA community when I was 12. Mm -hmm. So it's my friend before working in Odoo, just told me that Odoo was searching people to work on security or uh, developers. So uh, And then boom. Yeah, he told me to try. <laughs> I tried and... Here I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty nice, pretty nice. And it, it, indeed, it, it was really a close call. You, you nearly weren't into Odoo. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and how would you say uh, now in the, in the way you work at Odoo and in what you do at Odoo, your, your personal skills and the things that you, you learn on your side like that and, yeah. and everything you gathered from your personal projects interacts with uh, your day-to-day -day job? Well, I would say that uh, since I started at Odoo uh, as a developer at first, uh, all the programming skills that, that I learned um, uh, when I was uh, younger, I use it every day. I mean, programming is the main uh, part of the job, so uh, doing it every day. And uh, for the second part, I would say uh, the hacking part. All my hacking experience that I, that I got uh, when I, when I uh, started to learn everything, I use it every day. I mean, there is no degree for hacking. Mm -hmm. Well, right now there is, but back then there wasn't. So hacking security is not something that you can learn straight from out of a book at or at school. It's something that comes from practicing and experience. So mm -hmm. this experience and all the skills that I learned back then, 
I mean, I use it every day. Mm -hmm. You cannot you cannot work in security without having the experience mm -hmm. because you have this habit of, of you know, analyzing and yeah, something that kind, you don't you don't know uh, and being like, okay, what is that yeah, and uh, where could I break the, this thing and and then that's it. see if it, it's the kind of job where you had you have to to seeing the pattern by yourself. You understand more how uh, you should secure app, how to find security bug, where to search, etc. Mm -hmm. So you have to have your own experience. Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. yeah. Okay, uh, let's know about the, the, the more practically speaking, the details of, of what you do uh, at Odoo. Um, I, I guess you're working on security, so most people would say, oh, so you protect Odoo uh, against attacks, but a lot of people know that you can be attacked uh, over yeah. the internet, but not everybody knows what it actually is. So maybe it would be nice to first remind people or explain, maybe if they don't know, what is an attack? What does it consist of? What can it be? Uh, what kind of, fo of forms can, can there be? Well, um, attacks is a broad word, so you have a lot of meaning uh, on this on this word. When you say an attack in um, IT, mm -hmm. people think a malicious person break into your ah, computer. We, we all have this image, you know, brought by the movies and so, yeah. or, or, or I don't know, of uh, I don't know Tony Stark with his computer typing on some button and then. Psh, it enters the servers from the government and paf, uh, he's in. Uh, yeah. So it's not always like that. <laughs> I mean, uh, not always. I, I would say that it's um, a minority. The, most of the attacks that, that, that we, we have to work on are mainly phishing. Mm -hmm. So one of the main attacks that you can see on the internet are phishing, which is a very hard task because phishing is not something uh, technical. I mean, it's it's a combination of technical stuff, skill, I would say, and uh, using social engineering. Social engineering is the way to use people to get to your mean. Mm -hmm. so, uh, so, for example, phishing. Yeah. The, the the most phishing that that, that we have is uh, people trying to uh, send uh, false invoices to the accounting team, for mm -hmm. example. So the accounting team uh, transfer money and think that they paid uh, an invoice, which it's not real invoice. It's sent mm -hmm. by a malicious person. Mm -hmm. We have people sending fake PDFs mm -hmm. uh, with uh, malwares in it because yeah, it's something that not. Well, I think a lot of people don't know that. But PDF is not just a document that you can display. Yeah. There, is, there is a possibility that this thing runs some JavaScript. Yeah, code, it's right? a container mm -hmm. that you can that contains a lot of the image, uh, JavaScript, mm -hmm. anything else. So there is a part where you can uh, you can uh, embed the codes that can be executed. Mm -hmm. So uh, if you download the wrong PDF, the wrong code is going to be uh, wrong Ooh. on your yeah, <laughs> on your computer. So um, we have a lot of attacks. As I said, you have phishing. We have uh, people trying to uh, DDoS our servers mm -hmm. just to make them uh, unavailable. Mm -hmm. So DDoS is a distributed denial of service. Yeah. And indeed, the bas basic idea is to make the server unavailable and then be like, okay, I can turn it on again, but you have to pay me. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. We have bot attacks. So we have bot uh, running uh, on our uh, website, trying to create free trials, so mm -hmm. online databases. Then those databases are used for phishing or mm -hmm. anything else. Because then you send, a, I don't know, a message from some random bank, uh, and you have the website of the yeah. bank with something uh, allowing you to register, I don't know, or asking you to pay something. Yeah. And people, if they don't pay attention, could just fall into it. Exactly. So uh, the word attacks means a lot of things. So every day, I would say a new attack is invented. Because, <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah, they can combine together. Exactly. Well, mm -hmm. So we have to follow what are the, the most common attacks to be on the page. Mm 
Mm-hmm. It's a day-to-day, it's a, an everyday work. Mm-hmm. You have to follow new attacks. You have to you have to follow a new way of protection. You have to uh, teach uh, the employees of Odoo what are the best practices. Mm-hmm. The tech side have their own best practi- best practices. The sales, the accounting. I mean, each team have to be th- taught how to mm-hmm. behave uh, securely. I would say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because indeed the threats are not the same uh, actually, and. Uh, the mistakes you can do are not the same either. If you, when you receive an invoice, you just pay it without asking what it is. Well, uh, you should pay more attention. Yeah. But if you're a developer, it's not something you do. Uh, yeah. uh, but when you are a developer, you could introduce some breaches or I don't know in the code, and and uh, you know, I don't know, typically a low SQL injection somewhere, boom. And if you do that, yeah, it's a big problem actually. Yeah. yeah so um, exactly. So we have the tech team, for example, that have the best practices uh, how to write code without security issues. Uh, we have tools, uh, automated tools that uh, checks the the code that uh, our uh, developers uh, write every day. Mm-hmm. So uh, these checks tell us if you ha- if we have to take a look at the new code, uh, see if there is an issue, uh, a security issue or not. We give formation uh, to mm-hmm. our employees, mm-hmm. uh, mainly Olivier, <laughs> mm-hmm. give those uh, those formation, teaching how to write good code. Mm-hmm. How to avoid how to avoid traps uh, that leads to uh, security issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is the typical talk at do experience every year with uh, all the cases yeah. and how you can prevent them and more the patterns that look the suspicious mistakes. And, uh, mistakes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what you need to avoid actually. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, about the way you you interact with other departments than well than R and D, I would say, but more than that, than other people and technical people, actually. Uh, isn't it sometimes a challenge to make them realize, uh, okay, you should pay attention to this, that? Because it, it can be sometimes very, you know, th- that thing of the fake invoice, for example. You say that to someone and he's going to tell you, well, of course, I'm not going to pay an invoice from some random dude like this. Uh, come on. But the fact is, this is the kind of techniques that, well, phishing typically, you send ten thousands of them. Uh, and there is there are 100 that work uh, actually because people didn't pay attention and in the flow of your day-to-day work sometimes you make mistakes and, and that's what they rely on people are not stupid I mean uh, not 10,000 people are going to pay the the invoice yeah. uh, and so isn't it sometimes tricky to, to, to explain that to people who don't have this technical knowledge and who never actually really experienced these kind of things? I would say that people uh, generally are good people. So they don't, mm-hmm. they don't think with the mind of a bad, bad person. Sure. The issue here is if you don't think with the, the mind of the hacker or someone who wants to attack you, to steal money from you or anything like that, you won't be able to see the, the traps beforehand. So uh, the thing that we try to learn to our employees is you have to, to be the hacker yourself to understand how to protect, mm-hmm. uh, to protect yourself, I would say. If you don't have in your head the thought that tell you, okay, this link might be uh, malicious, mm-hmm. or uh, this invoice doesn't seem correct because I paid uh, the same invoice uh, two weeks ago. You know, you, it's on the details. So mm-hmm. you have to learn uh, the employees to focus on the details. And each detail that is suspect, you should take it on account. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So... That is the hard part on um, teaching the employees because you have to change their mindset mm-hmm. without without changing them to par- paranoid that yeah. uh, <laughs> that is carried to click on any, <laughs> any link or anything like that. So it's a balance between being par- paranoid, I would say, mm-hmm. and uh, and uh, being naive. Mm-hmm. So and so inside of Fudu, we have this like phishing academy stuff. Could you yeah. explain what it is? Because I think it's a good example of what you're explaining now. We test our employees with. Uh, 
fake phishing emails, I would say, mm-hmm. that uh, the employees receive uh, regularly. Well, actually, real phishing emails, but that are sent by you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, when an employee clicks on these emails, he's um, informed that the email uh, is actually a phishing one. So you might uh, need to take a look at this best practice. So every mm-hmm. time they fall on a, a trap, they, they read the best practice. We hope that um, this will help them to understand w- what to avoid. Mm-hmm. And um, regularly too, I'm, we, uh, we have the Fish Academy. So uh, we have a, a type of quiz mm-hmm. that you can uh, take a part to. So you, this quiz lets you uh, take a look at phishing emails or different example. We have different questions related to phishing. So this way we try to... Um, to uh, to make sure our employee doesn't fall on the on the strap, uh, we let them see example of phishing that are uh, currently uh, sent uh, mm-hmm. on the internet. They have the ability to uh, test themselves. I would say uh, regularly to see if they are on point regarding phishing or not. If they are not, they they know it. They are not punished for it, but at least they gain uh, mm-hmm. experience and. We hope. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I think it's it's really a good way to do it because um, just teaching the theory is obviously not enough. Because well, you might know that this is serious, but you might also say, "Well, yeah, but it doesn't. It won't happen to me. It won't happen to our company for this or that reason." And you're actually wrong because of course this will happen. Uh, I mean, we all received some day some message supposedly from yeah. our bank asking us to log in to some log in, in into something. I mean, mm-hmm. really in our personal lives, and it's uh, of course it's uh, it's, it's no. <laughs> I think doing it like step by step and having these little spots of theory that take like really a few minutes to finish, uh, and 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 then it's it's over, and have these random phishing mails coming into your mail, your mailbox and and. Uh, well, asking you to actually pay attention to what is asked to you it is interesting because it's like doing the practice directly after the theory and also the fact it's spread on time and it's not something you do on two days and then it doesn't exist anymore for you. It's interesting because it's something, well, makes you think about it. Uh, and also the fact that you you know that you are receiving fake phishing emails yeah, make so you more alert. You know? <laughs> Before the Fish Academy, uh, uh, I mean, the employees were... Uh, rarely sending us uh, reports about phishing. Mm-hmm. Now, every time there is a phishing email, we yeah, receive reporting. a report. <laughs> there are some false positives, but at least <laughs> we know that a, a lot of phishing doesn't go through mm-hmm. and are directly reported, which is uh, really important because reporting one phishing email helps to mm-hmm. avoid the other employee to, to get to, mm-hmm. to get on the trap, mm-hmm. to fall mm-hmm. on the trap. Yeah, the, it's the, the, there's a little... Gamification side to it, actually, the fact that you know you need, you need to 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 hunt for them. So uh, yeah, of you have you to make it. things interesting. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So maybe now, as a means to illustrate uh, what we talked about and to like conclude the episode slowly, uh, maybe do you have a few anecdotes of uh, examples of attacks that uh, we faced at Odoo uh, or things that you had to handle? Uh, I know. Yeah, I, I have a lot of uh, what can stories. you tell? <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you one where. Uh, it makes uh, phishing, scamming, and the police. Okay, well, it starts really well. <laughs> A little uh, teaser. It starts really, really well. <laughs> when I started to work at Odoo, I would say two years after I started, um, the security team was not really uh, existing. 
It was a combination of Olivier, Xavier, some employees that the were... usual culprits. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they were doing their day-to-day -day job and uh, on the side they were doing the security. Mm -hmm. So um, I started to, do, to, to work too on the security on my side. And uh, we, we had uh, reports of uh, big companies, French companies that were uh, reporting to us that our uh, Odoo was used to uh, send phishing to... Um, to their customer and uh, scam to their accounting team and uh, which is really annoying. <laughs> yeah, so um, from there you have a big company telling you that your uh, product is used by hackers to hack us, <laughs> which is not a good thing. Great. <laughs> so we started uh, investigating this case and um, we saw that this person was actually using a lot of Odoo databases to uh, send a lot of phishing. Uh, scamming a lot of, lot of company, scamming a lot of person, I would say. We started to work with those companies and those companies contacted the police. So we had the cooperation with the police. And uh, we saw that this guy was actually using for, uh, the uh, trials mm -hmm. to uh, host a fake website. Mm -hmm. And um, the fake website was a phishing one, as you may imag imagine. And... Um, it was trying to duplicate the real website of the, the, those companies with a, a modification on the contacts yeah, of course, and the emails, you know. So you some, contact some him. somewhere too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> of course. And this way he was sending uh, false invoices mm -hmm. to these companies, sending them the money, sending him the money. So um, for like uh, years, the same person was banned coming again, bang, mm -hmm. coming again, bang, coming again. Yeah, because I assume it's really yeah. difficult to, to detect these kind of things. And after a while uh, of investigating, uh, collecting uh, a lot of uh, traces, IPs, browser he was using, which company he was attacking, which email address he was using, we were doing our investigation work on our side, you know. <laughs> so uh, we felt like uh, working on the police, uh, <laughs> with the police, I mean, I, I, I felt like I was working for the police at this time. Oh, do secret <laughs> services. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so after that, the cooperation with the police was actually well working. Mm -hmm. And uh, this person was arrested. And actually, this person was actually someone living in Belgium. He, he had like 15 years old. So for Whoa. a year, a full year, we were attack attacked by a guy, a 15 years old guy. We made all the tools necessary to uh, find uh, which person was doing that allow the police to arrest them. And uh, years after, mm -hmm. he uh, started back to use Odoo uh, to try to do the same again. But this time we were prepared. We had all the tools to detect. How did rapidly. you know it was the same guy? Huh? Because uh, you recognized the style? Or <laughs> if I recall correctly, I, um, I think he used his own home address, home IP address. And uh, by geolocating where, mistake, where, was the, yeah, where was the address, <laughs> And you know the pattern of the database name, a mm. lot of things. We directly knew he was him. Mm -hmm. It was him. And we contacted him directly this time. <laughs> stop. <laughs> Just stop, please. <laughs> How did you react? I don't really remember, but I think uh, he might not have replied. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that's a very nice anecdote, actually. Do you have maybe another one that you can share with us? I have a lot of stories to tell, but... I cannot share them uh, at this moment. <laughs> uh, top secret stuff. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Maybe they will be declassified in like 10 years or, or so. We can we'll hope, see, right? we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it's the end of the episode. So would yeah. you maybe have a final uh, advice to give to, to people? Yeah, uh, an advice to people that want to work in security because it's very rare mm -hmm. and we need them mm -hmm. uh, more than ever. Yeah. 
Sure. So the, the thing that people should not uh, think, I would say, is teaching the other the security. I would say how to be secure is as important as the means that you put on the technical side to protect yourself. I mean, the human is the weak link uh, mm -hmm. on this ecosystem. So uh, if you have the best tools to protect technically your software, mm -hmm. deployment or anything, if the human between the computer and the chair is uh, the, the weak, weak point, link, mm -hmm. I would say, then nothing, nothing will go right. <laughs> yeah, uh, so you don't have only to protect yourself against Tony Stark. So, yeah. You also have to fight against Loki. So if you if you yeah, <laughs> say <yeah>. it otherwise, <laughs> good analogy. <laughs> well, thank you for all your answers. Uh, there was a lot of things, and the anecdote was really nice. Uh, and it was good to see you back in person. Uh, yeah, me too. Uh, thank you for receiving me. My I pleasure. hope we'll see uh, each other again soon. Oh, and me too. <laughs> I hope the listeners will will help this podcast. Hopefully. <laughs> And that's a wrap for today. Thank you for joining us. I hope you enjoyed discovering such an atypical profile and how hacking can positively affect a company's security. Let us know if you enjoyed it. If you'd like to stay with us longer and discover more about security, don't hesitate to listen to Software Security, Catching Bugs Before They Catch You, a pretty interesting episode we had with Olivier Denis, another legend I told you. See you next time. Cheers. <laughs>